0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main
1: podcast, Boom shakalaka!
2: This week on Nintendo Main, everything has been released this week and
1: we're just gonna talk about it all.
0: Do I need more than two beasts and a sword?
1: I'm pretty sure the new Sunsoft is just one guy.
2: Welcome to Nintendo main podcast episode 368, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about all the games that have come out before Breath of the Wild even, and Sunsoft Directs, and even some Nintendo stuff. But we are your hosts. I'm Trey, new phone who dis, Johnson.
0: I'm Jeremy. Aren't I the cutest little cult leader?
2: I'm John. Release date, please, Knitter.
0: Yeah, release date. Yeah, give us a release date already for that.
2: I guess we could... uh, I mean, we need release dates for a lot of things. So last last week, we talked about the Sunsoft Direct, and then it happened in the morning.
1: Right after our show. So it was at, actually at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, and yeah, I think we stopped recording around midnight or so, and I thought, well, I'm going to stay up and watch it. And so I stayed up an extra two hours, and then it turned out to be just all in Japanese, and so I couldn't understand it all. And I was it was only about like six minutes or something. It was really short.
2: Yeah, it was pretty um, short, yeah. Like seven you know, minutes. when man. I was like,
1: I was expecting the the big gimmick, you know, blowout information, and all that stuff. I mean, it was about maybe sixty seconds of gimmick, and none of that was release date information. It was just it's kind of a nothing burger on the gimmick side.
2: I watched it in Japanese as well because I, I kind of forgot about it, and then I was, uh, and then before bed I had to go to the bathroom, so I was watching my phone on the toilet, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, the sunsoft thing. So I kind of just like I just remembered it, and then I just kind of picked through and. And I saw it there, and I watched it, you know, for the most part, in Japanese. And I'm like,
0: yeah.
2: I am like i don't know what they're saying, but I think if there was a release date for Gimmick, it would be, like, on the screen. Like, they would show a date Prominent. or something. So, yeah, it so I was like, it if, if there was a release date in there, then I I have no idea, because it was all in Japanese. But there was, they, they talked about that other game that was coming out, like the Game Boy game, and then they talked about euphoria like the remake of euphoria yeah also which look kind of cool. the game
1: boy game is trip world which looks cool and then euphoria the, the euphoria remake also looks really cool everything that was presented looks really cool so i'm not complaining about that it looks i'm probably going to get all of them uh, but i just like after all this time especially after gimmick got delayed you know i thought oh, we could definitely get in the release date at least and they didn't give us any bit of information and you know it was a live stream it was a live stream in japanese and once I once I saw that he was just like over with the gimmick stuff so quickly, I got on the, the comments and <laughs> started typing. Hey, this is John, you know, blah blah blah. You know, welcome back, Sunsoft. Can you give us a release date for yeah. gimmick? And <laughs> I got no response.
2: Well, because you said it in English. No, I tried speaking in Spanish. Yeah. No, it's yeah, it's really weird. It feels like uh, the delivery of it is so like I don't know. It it, it feels like so like unpracticed and maybe it's on pur- on purpose and kind of rambly and. Because I did watch it in English later because I, John, you know, I was like, John, do you have a link to English? Because I watched the Japanese one it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And yes, the guy's just kind of rambling about games and then he'll just be like, all right, the next thing. And it's just like, and it's like a, it's like a virtual character too that's really weird. I don't know. The delivery is so weird. It's a
1: VTuber, yeah. So so he does it live uh, in Japanese, but then I think when he, he, you know, the English one came out, like, within the hour after after it was over, I think basically what he does is he re-watches it and he tries to remember what he said in Japanese, but say it in English, and so that's why it comes out kind of kind of kind of awkward. But also I kind of like this presentation, you know, versus all the other like slick, showy presentations. Like it's a, I it's a refreshing know, it, yeah. change of pace.
2: It, it's kind of weird. Like it's it's not quite as annoying as the as the as the indie world people that we talked about last week, but it's still kind of like the cadence is sort of weird. I don't know, <laughs> but I did yeah. laugh. I did laugh at one part when they were talking about euphoria when he was talking about how euphoria was a, was a metroidvania before, <laughs> the, before the term metroidvania had ever been spoken before. And I, that, I thought that wow. was fun. I thought that was funny because yeah, it came out in like the eighties or whatever before Jeremy Parrish had, uh, you know, quote unquote invented that term. So I, I laughed at that. I thought that was funny, but no, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird, but at least it's short, right? At least it's only like a few minutes. and it's like, yeah, Here's, it was only a few minutes real quick. And all the Sunstop stuff, stuff, you know, I I was definitely interested in the Euphoria game because I, I already, you know, I bought that game for the Wii Shop when it was closing down, but at least this version is like a remade version with new graphics and all that. So if I buy it again, yeah, it I won't kind of feel cool. as bad it's about sort
1: of, it. It's in the, you know, crafty sort of vein as like Kirby's up Yard or Yoshi's Crafted World, but it looks like it's, Almost done with watercolor or maybe magic marker. I can't quite tell.
2: Yeah, it definitely has like this very art artsiness to it, which is cool. So yeah,
1: great. So I spent my time after this direct just like frantically searching for anybody who had further information about some kind of translation or something. Maybe I missed something on gimmick. And um, after half hours, I found somebody who translated it, and they they determined that they did speak about the release, and they said the release is said to be quote unquote soon i was like oh after all that you know i stayed up extra late and this is an eight eight month eight months since the game was announced and you delayed it and then you just give us like 60 seconds of new footage and you say it's coming soon uh, come on all right i expect it to come real soon
0: it's
2: it's like uh you know when we talked about what our favorite games were that weren't breath that weren't like tears of the kingdom uh you said gimmick and or most anticipated of the year that weren't Tears of the Kingdom. Yours was Gimmick, and mine was AEW yep. Fight Forever, and we're both kind of in this uh, perpetual, like, never-know-when-the-release-date-is of it. they
1: will probably come on the same day.
2: There's still, like, no, yeah, there's still no news. I mean, this has become, it's become completely no news for that game, I guess. The last thing I heard was that there was a court case over the over the name Fight Forever was, like, the last thing that was, like, that somebody was suing them, maybe about it. I don't know. It's just like so. It's like anything that could go wrong goes wrong in that game. It seems like, or in in the development of it, or whatever, or trying to get it, get the fucking thing out. It's ridiculous. And like my, you know, a lot of people that you showed that they showed in there eventually, like originally, like don't even aren't even on the. They don't even wrestle anymore. Not even on AEW anymore. So it's like what the fuck. But yeah, uh, that's our that's our Sunsoft thing that we just I uh, thought we talked about at the beginning here. But let's uh do let's uh, do what we do every week and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing. Woo-hoo. I you know, we can like we can like kind of go back and forth here on this one. I have a lot of stuff. I do want to say I'll just say it at the beginning. Have you played the Street Fighter 6 demo yet, Jeremy? This is completely not I didn't I didn't
0: know it. if it was on uh, it, it's PS4. On, it's on,
2: it it's on PS4, yeah. It's actually only on PS4 and PS5. You cannot get it for Xbox for any of the Xboxes, which is weird. But uh, there, there was a, last week. There was like um, there was a there was a Street Fighter 6 direct. This is not Nintendo, but it's close enough. There's Street Fighter. There's many Street Fighters on Nintendo. Anyway, but uh, yeah, they did like a Street Fighter direct, and I was kind of like watching it in the background while I was editing. And uh, there's and I just found I found out there was a demo. Actually, uh, it was it Caitlin posted it on on Twitter? And I was like, oh, there's a demo shit need to download that. So I downloaded and I played it last night and uh I don't know th- this new Street Fighter game. I this is like the most excited I've been about about a Street Fighter since like Street Fighter 4. So wow. it, it looks amazing. Like uh it's basically yeah. Street Fighter Final Fight. Like it's what we what I've always wanted. So it's open it's like open world Street Fighter and it takes place in Metro City, like the same place as Final Fight. So like the intro of the game they talk about the Mad Gear gang. There's a big like you know, the camera swoops in and it shows this like giant statue of Hagar, like in the middle of the, really squ- cool. of the square of Metro City. So they're not hiding it at all. It takes place in the world of Final Fight.
1: I'd say I knew it, I knew there was a city component to it, and sort of a little open world component or whatever. But I did not know that that they confirmed the Final Fight connection. That's really cool.
2: It's Metro City. Yeah, it says it in the beginning of the game, and they say that they say that the Mad Gear. Well, instead of calling them the Mad Gear Gang, I guess they're in the Mad Gear Organization. Maybe they've They got bigger, like, in Final Fight 2 and 3 or whatever, but they said the Mad Gear organization is not really around anymore, but there's still, like, some pockets of it, like, that still exists in the city. But, yeah, you get to – you can create your own character. Like, there's no time to it. You know, they just let you play through, like, Chapter 1, which basically just kind of lets you just run around in, like, the main little hub there of of Metro City. Mm -hmm. And you can fight like there's a bunch of people that are just walking around. You can fight whoever you want. It was kind of funny because uh, the you know you have like a you have this guy Luke who is actually a new character for the game that, that you can you can play as in the game as well. And he's like your sensei, whatever. He teaches you how to do shit. And uh, one of the missions is like, hey, go uh go buy some food. Go buy like this pizza from this pizza truck over here. And uh, I ran over to the pizza truck, and they had just told me that you could fight anybody. So I went over to the pizza truck and I fought the guy who was selling the pizza <laughs> just because, because <laughs> if you press the square button, you can just fight whoever you're next to. So I just went and beat the shit out of the pizza guy. And then I bought a pizza from him afterwards after I beat him up. It so it goes into like... a full
1: on like <laughs> one-on-one street I... fighter mode with the, with the pizza guy.
2: It does. Yeah. It goes to, a, it goes to a That's 2d uh, street fighter fighting mode thing.
0: It's, is there an announcer? Um, I do like, Round one fight.
2: I don't think so. I don't remember hearing it on there, but it's, but it's Does still the like the
1: guy actually have like fighting skills or is he just like a normal guy who's like, why are you beating me up? I don't know. I, I didn't wait for him to
2: attack me. I just kind of like went right into it. But, uh,
0: but you know, realize he, it's Spider-Man and he like zips off,
2: but you can fight. I mean, you can fight whoever you want. Like, like when I, once I found out that you could just fight all these people that are hanging out in the square, the first guy I fought was one of those fire guys from final fight. Cause I saw one yeah. of them, you know, the ones with the, that are wearing like uh-huh. the outfits and the they blow fire and all that. And I fought one of those guys, and that was cool. But I, I watched the I watched the video and like there's parts where you like fight a fridge that's throwing that's throwing food at you. Like it's it looks amazing. Like I'm so I'm buying there's that game on, on the day. You better beat the shit out of it. It'll be the first uh, PlayStation 4 game that I've bought <laughs> when it came out in a long time, but this game looks so fucking great. And you can play street and you can play original Street Fighter 2 in an arcade with your created character like you can go to an arcade and play the original street fighter game online i'm just like this is this is amazing wow. like they finally figured it out they finally figured out how to make the best street fighter game ever and i made and i made a character myself with like a big beard and i made my guy like super fat and all that and it was it's great i gave, I gave him a big i gave him a big stomach and you can choose you can do like so much so much shit like with your character it's really dumb but uh yeah you can you can change like your you're like leg size and stomach size. And I made him like really tall and his stomach was like really, huge. Like it just looks like so weird. And yeah, you just got to, you got to fuck around with it. It's really, it's, it's really fun. And I think it's only like six gigs, so you don't have to, you don't have to try delete it. that much shit to
0: download. I don't it. play the Resident Evil demo anymore. I can just get rid of that. Yeah,
2: I deleted I deleted that a while ago. I'm actually planning on, I'm planning on getting a, getting a new hard drive for my PS4 because I'm really tired of deleting stuff to put new stuff on there.
1: Is that your verdict that you think this is the best street fighter ever? Is it really?
2: I mean, it's, it's the one that I've been the most. It's not out yet. I mean, it's not out yet, but I think it looks, From the co- demo, I think it looks think great. Get there? I mean, it's, I've talked about it before. Like I, I love fighting games, but I want fighting games that have a really cool story. And the fact that you can like create your own character and run around an open world and fight people street fighter style that you run into. I think that's fantastic. Like that's, what more do you want? It kind of reminded me of like Def Jam Vendetta, like those type of games, you know, where you make your own guy and then you have like a, you know, have a life and you get, and you have a cell phone that you could check, you know, you get texts from your sensei telling you to do stuff and all that. And it, yeah, it kind of reminded me of, of Fight for New York. This is the second one. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's cool. I don't know. No, I, I think it looks great. Like, I'm not necessarily going to say that it's the best Street Fighter ever. I'm just saying it's the most excited. I've been about a Street Fighter for a really long time. So, and I even, and I even bought Five. And five's terrible, but I still bought it for PS4 because I like Street Fighter that much. I mean, I bought it because it was on sale for like ten bucks, but it still sucks, you know, because it has no, it has like no arcade mode. It has nothing to do except for play people online. I don't want to do that. I want a story mode for my fighting games. And it looks like this game has a great story mode, among other things. And you can uh, in the demo you can you can play through the first chapter, which isn't a whole lot. You know, you can, you can go and you can buy a hat for your character. Like you can go and buy clothes, but they won't let you buy one thing. and It's just a hat, which is kind of funny. Yeah. And you can buy, you can buy food and, you know, you do like some little, uh, some little mission stuff. And then it's like, and then, then, you, you know, and then it just kicks you back to the main menu. Really weird thing about it is if you want to, cause I want to always want to invert my, uh, my aiming stick, you know, or like the camera stick, uh, you can't do any of the options in the actual game. If you want to do the options, you have to leave and go to the main menu and change them and then go back into the game, which is really annoying. So I had to play the whole thing with my with my camera all fucked up, so that wasn't fun. But I found out later that you could change the stuff after. But also there's like some, you can do like some versus stuff, so you can kind of play with the way the game is actually going to work. You can play as Ryu and Luke are the only two characters in there. But you can still like Fuck around with it in that way if you just want to play the game and see like how the mechanics work and that sort of thing. But I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Like I it, and it's I think it's coming out like the middle of June or something like that, like June fifteenth or something like that. But but I'm excited. I love I love that I love the like uh, how Final Fight and Street Fighter. I mean it's take it's been a, they've been doing it for a while, but how they've kind of become like the same thing. I think ever since like uh, Street Fighter Alpha, like once they started bringing like Cody and uh, Cody and Guy and Hagar and all those people into the game. This was when it just, they were just like, it's just going to be all one world. Cause I guess, uh, cause wasn't, cause it wasn't like the original street fighter game going to be final fight or the original final fight was going to be street fighter game. Like they were always kind of the same thing. So it's like, might, might as well just have them all be the same world. So, so I'm very excited about that. So
0: I,
1: so that you would actually make me interested in getting it. I mean, I don't have a PlayStation, but just the fact that they're building out the story modes is- I think that's maybe one thing that, that did not appeal to me about the fighting game genre. It always just seemed like a bunch of one off, you know, two minute fights and you know, memorizing button combinations and you know, that's that's cool for for a lot of people, but it just didn't appeal to me. But I think building out the world and having it something you can interact with and go buy food and all this stuff, that sounds very cool.
2: Yeah, you can buy you can buy food and clothes and, and I think you have to I think there's somewhat of like a stamina meter too where you have to buy food like to refill yourself or whatever. So I'm really interested in it. Like, I think it's a really cool idea. And I got to the point in the game where, uh, the person that I was talking to, like, she's like, well, I got trained by Chung Li, so let's go talk to her. And then it just kind of ends after that. So I think all like the legacy characters are in there, like training the new characters that you talk to and all that. I think it has, I think it has a lot of promise. I think, I think Capcom's been like firing on all cylinders this year, at least well between like this and Resident Evil four, like they got some, they got some bangers on their hands there for sure.
0: So, they know they're a high-paying franchise is starting to get their their cash cows.
2: Yeah. I mean, but I, I, I I'm that's great though. They should do that. Like, I want more Street Fighter lore. Like we have, you know, there's a, there's a lot of shit going on with those characters. Like let's just live in that Spring world. Mega Man yeah. Just live in the Street Fighter world, you know.
0: Do you like uh Marvel versus Capcom? Just get all that. Get them all in there. Put
2: put Phoenix right in there again. He was a playable yeah. character in Marvel vs. Capcom, I think 3, where he just kind of like trips and falls on people. But I've been I've been playing a lot of stuff this week. Obviously, because like I said, everything released. Uh, Advance Wars One Plus Two reboot camp came out. I got that game, and I made it. I've played through the first like eleven missions on there, and it's uh, and it's fun. I, uh, I I did. I you know I got the salad. I ate the salad while I was eating, while I was playing it. I made sure and do that that I've been nice. talking about for like two weeks. Eating salad out of a bag, like the first time I ever played Advance Wars. It wasn't that exciting because I was you know I was like editing this podcast. And I was like, I was like, wow. I, well, I was editing the podcast, and I edit was editing till like four in the morning. And I was like, and I was hungry, and I wanted to eat, but I didn't want to. I wanted to eat and play Advance Wars at the same time, so I had to wait to finish the podcast and just like not worry about it. But I didn't do it until like four a.m., so it's kind of like it's late for my eating time. I don't normally eat that late, but I stayed up and played it for a while. But I, you know, but yeah, I've been playing it back and forth, and uh, it's fun. Like I, I wasn't sure, you know. I've always said that I'm not really that into turn-based uh, strategy stuff, but. What I realized that I like about Advanced Wars more than Fire Emblem is that you don't have to give a shit about any of your units at all. Like, none of them matter. So you can th- you can throw one unit over here to distract this one guy and let him get killed, and send your other guy all the way over to the headquarters and capture it while they're while your other guys are getting killed. And I think that's what I like about it, because Fire Emblem, I get attached to all the characters, and I don't want any of them to die. So, like, you lose one, and you have to start the whole thing over again, and some of these maps take like hours to get through but this one is just like you know nobody matters it's just all about winning so i've been doing a lot of like you know a lot of like a uh, magician tricks or whatever where i'm like ooh look over there and then i'll go and steal your base while you're not looking like that sort of thing like try to send try to get all your troops to go to one area and then i'll kind of sneak around and go do the other thing. And that's been pretty fun. And I've been doing pretty good. I haven't lost yet. I've, I'm, I I wouldn't say that I'm great, but there are a couple ones where I like was barely hanging on where I just made it with like two units left. But you just need that one guy to just get in there and just capture that place and you can still do it. But, it, but I've been having fun with it. Like I, re- I think it's done really well. Like everything's like fully reanimated and all the music is completely redone and the characters look great. You know, and it, it's really, it's really fast. You know, it's like real snappy and all that. And I don't know, it's been such a long time since I played Advance Wars. It's it's nice to come back to it and have it look so nice. But I'm planning on trying to play through it. I never played Advance Wars 2, and I never beat Advance Wars 1, so I'm actually going to try to like beat the first one and then do the second one.
0: Are they divided up into two separate games on the Yeah. You know like okay, okay.
2: Yeah, they're divided actually they don't um they they won't let you like when you start it, you only one is only available, but you can play two if you want. But there's, like, warnings on there saying, like, you know, if you want to play two, there's stuff you should learn from one before you play two, or there's possible spoilers in two if you didn't finish one. But you can go straight into two. But at the beginning, it's just not available. But you can can pick it and, like, you know, go through a series of questions and be like, yes, I still want to play it and all that. And then you can go straight to two. But two is, you know, supposedly much harder than one. So we'll, we'll we'll see how hard it gets. And there is, like, a casual mode, too, you know, that's a, that's easier than the original Game Boy Advance one, which is the classic mode, which is what I've been playing on. That you can do if you, and you can change your difficulty at any time and all that. And there's extra levels that you can unlock, and you can actually create your own boards as well, too. And you can share them online and all that, which is pretty cool. So it has kind of its own, like, sort of Mario Maker thing to it. And you can play like a two player, three player, four player uh, co op with it. You know, do they have uh,
0: the asynchronous multiplayer like uh, the War Group did.
2: I don't know. That's that's I think that's like the main uh, negative thing about it is you can only play with friends. Like you can't play anybody randomly. So I haven't played anybody online. So I don't know because gotcha. I don't think I know anybody who has it. I, that's not true. I do know some people who have it, but they just haven't been playing it whenever I've been playing it. But it's cool. It's a cool game. I'm I'm glad that I got it. And it's been a lot of fun to play. There's a game that came out this week as well, like yesterday. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed came out. I've only played it for like an hour and a half because it was it was released later. Um, it was I, I expected it. I thought it was going to come out like Monday night at eleven, like most things do. But it didn't come out till like eight p.m. on Tuesday. And I've been working. I've been working this week, so I've been up pretty early. So I haven't been a. Uh, I didn't have much time to play. But next week, uh, Hutch was going to come in and talk to us about it once we both okay. had once we both had some time to you
0: know to like Hutch. If you're listening, don't feel obligated to beat it. <laughs>
2: I talked I talked I talked to him about it like uh I think he took a couple of days off to play it off of work so
0: oh then he will
2: be there. But uh, but yeah but, but yeah he said he said he wanted some time to just like chill out in the world and it's it's got a lot of cool stuff to it I I want to try to 100% it but it's like you know it's it's amazing how they make so many of these Xenoblade games and they all like still feel completely fresh and and there's always different things in each one like this one there's like you know, there's about collecting certain certain items and finding certain characters and finding different things is like how you level yourself up instead of just like fighting enemies in the other one. Like they always add new tweaks and stuff to it. I would say I think one of the only negative things that I can say about it thus far is as far as I can tell, there's only one new song in there, which seems kind of wrong. The battle theme is the only new one. All the other ones are kind of the same songs that were in three. So that's kind of maybe hopefully there's more later. But because I know Torna had like its own brand new soundtrack. When that, when
0: that came That's out.
2: Hopefully, hopefully there'll be more in it, but I like it a lot. It looks really pretty. It takes place way in the future, past Xenoblade 3. I guess the city has been destroyed, um, and you're basically trying to find uh, any living people who once lived in the city is basically what the story
0: is so far. So are you all new characters?
2: Yeah, this all completely new characters. Well, I mean, I've seen from the trailers like Shulk and Rex are in there. Like, you'll, you'll get them. And the main character that you play as, Matthew, I think is like the great-grandson of like uh, Mio and Noah from from uh, Xenoblade 3. So they're from like, because they have the Mobius, like they inherited it or whatever. But that's like, a, they're the only ones, that st- or he's the only one that still has it, I guess. That sort of thing. But yeah, you're trying to find what's left of the city. And, and and you still get to like save people from flame clocks. And, and like you run into a couple people that are fighting like uh, Kevis and... Agnes and all that and you can you know you you break their flame clock and you can you know save them from war and all that shit but it looks it looks nice from when i played on it but as far as that we can talk about final fantasy because i because i know jeremy played some of those pixel remasters
0: one of them yes well i've been playing six uh and i did i think i talked about it a little bit last week i hadn't had much of a chance to play it. But i knew about i knew there were quality of life improvements as far as like um making it play faster and stuff. But I had, I didn't know about the turning up the experience and all that until you told me last week.
2: Oh, have you boosted it? Oh yeah. Yeah. How much? 4%? <laughs> I, I,
0: I've, I turned all the sliders up. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Because I've played through this game so many times. Sure. Like yeah. I, I will say I've, I've officially only finished it once and that was in junior high. So I've oh, never okay. beat it in my adulthood, but I've gotten really far in it multiple times where I just, for whatever reason, fell off. So. This time around, I think that I can stick it through.
2: I think I only beat it once too when I when I was in high school. Yeah, but but I've played it. I played it so many times that it was kind of like it was kind of getting a little like when I was playing, it, I was like, all right, I know this is over here. I know this like thing is hidden in this barrel over here. Okay, I know this is here. Some of it kind of felt a little bit like all right, or at least those like first few hours I've played so many times that it was kind of a little a little boring to me. But yeah. yeah. But I, I got I got to the Returner's base and then I kind of stopped. I actually, unfortunately, maybe unfortunately, unfortunately, I started playing Final Fantasy V and I've just been stuck on that one because I really like it a lot.
0: Oh, you stuck stuck playing it, i like stuck in it. Um, no,
2: I just I just would I've just been wanting to play that more than six, just because it's fresher to me because I once I
0: much once much. I turned up the experience and stuff. Like I've just been having a lot more fun with it. It's a lot more fun. I, I don't dread. Walking from place to place anymore, or you know, going through the caves. Um, I mean, I do, I haven't turned off encounters yet. Obviously. you can That's, just, you can just so switch it It's them dumb off. to do, yeah. It's dumb to do if you want to have any experience, but I definitely plan on turning the encounters off on like, uh, what is it? The when you're on that island before the world ends, whatever oh, it's yeah, called. Oh, yeah, the floating
2: island. I don't, I don't know what it's yeah, called. But I'm, yeah,
0: I'm turning it off there, and <laughs> I'm turning it off in the uh, there's like one where you're it's towards the end of the game where you're split up into four parties. It's like the sealed i can't remember what it's called but where uh, Kafka's Kef- tower or whatever yeah it's really far at the end and uh yeah i think you basically have to use almost every character you know divide them up into four parties and yeah you do, do all them. these like complicated things on different floors and uh, you're running into enemies the whole time i'm turning off enemies for that section so oh and zozo i'm turning them off and Zozo,
2: yeah, Zozo sucks too did i ever tell you about what happened to me with that with the with like uh a- Kefka's Tower or whatever that end part is. I'm sure I did at some point, but I'll say Maybe, it again. Yeah. So when I was in high school playing Final Fantasy, I beat the game. You know, I went through and I beat Kefka and all that. And I'm like, I'm like alright, I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave Kefka's Castle and I'm gonna go like just grind and I'm gonna get all my characters up to like nine 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 and then I'm gonna come back and I'm just gonna toast Kefka. And I like warped out of the place and then I tried to come back and I couldn't progress anymore because of like the way the stairs had been shifted, or whatever. Really, and I just got stuck. Yeah, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't get. I couldn't back get back to Kefka. Oh
0: my god.
2: Yeah. So that's what happened.
0: I didn't know that was even possible.
2: And I can't prove it because the battery died on my uh, Final Fantasy uh, three game. So oh, I couldn't show fair. you the save anyway. And I also sold it. But uh, <laughs> but no, that's but well. but yeah, I, I warped out and I tried to come back and I couldn't get back to Kefka, because of somehow the world because the world was shifted because you have to like. Hit the buttons between the two of them, right. and I couldn't, I couldn't progress to where it was. So I kind of just got stuck. It just, you know, it just kind of broke. And I'm like, fuck. So I never got to do the thing that I wanted to do. Yeah, get more experience and fight Kefka again.
0: I'm gonna have to look at where I was on uh, the Game Boy Advance version, but that's the version I got the furthest in recently. And I know I was like at the point where it was, it was the World of Ruin, and I had gotten back the airship, or you know, you get like a set, a different airship so i mean i was pretty far into it uh i think i was basically like able to go to the end of the game whenever i, wanted. I was just like doing some side quests so i've gotten pretty far but i like the way i like this one i like how it looks you know the widescreen looks, looks, looks really nice, good yeah. it looks fantastic and I, you've got it written down here but i did I did like you and change the font and that does help
2: yeah I, I i had it wrong last week i was saying that Cause I thought like the modern font was the fixed font. The one that looks like the, that looks like iPhone font. The classic font is the fixed font and
1: yeah, the classic the font is
2: much better than the modern font. The modern font is like, whatever it looks, like I said, it looks like a mobile game. I don't like a bad mobile game. I don't, I don't like it.
0: I don't think I am a whole lot further than you though. Uh, I'm at, so we split into three separate parties.
2: I haven't got that far.
0: But that's right after or you know that's right after the Well
2: you already did a ultros, right?
0: Returner, yeah. And the and the water, so,
2: I haven't done that yet.
0: So the last boss I fought was the Phantom Train.
2: Oh, okay. So you suplexed the Phantom Train. I suplexed it, but to. it's not
0: called suplex, it's called meteor drop, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, I no, it is. I noticed it was uh changed. It made me sad
0: because I I did I did totally suplex the Phantom Train twice for massive damage. But uh yeah, it's called it's not called suplex, but it's the same move. So I don't care. I still turned it upside down and slammed it. All of the the blitz moves are so much easier. Than this, oh my god!
2: Well, now they yeah now, now they show them to you, and and you can if you do it wrong, you can just do it again. You can and try you don't again, have to Restart yeah. it, yeah.
0: Not until you actually con- you know confirm it at the end. Does it tell you incorrect blitz input?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You have to hit you have to hit the A button without doing doing the doing the combination wrong.
0: So yeah, I just finished. So I, I we all split up, and then I finished the quest where I just got Gao back and i've got so i've got Saban and um uh cyan and Gao. and i finished their quest and then now i'm i don't know which one i'm going to do next but i uh i have to either uh do the quest with Locke where he goes back to is it narsh he goes back to a town on his own to like infiltrate and then oh i think
2: uh, it is narsh because you do you do go back there
0: and then the other people are gonna are gonna continue to protect Bannon and try to get him because that,
2: that's where go. you find uh the other lady that I don't remember what her name is. Sealies. Sealies, yeah.
0: The one that gets slapped in the original version. Yeah, but not anymore. Game Boy version. <laughs> I
2: don't think in this version either. She, I don't think she gets slapped in this one either. The uh, Last week I said that you, know, you can turn on auto run, and I said that if you get the sprint boosts, you can go even faster, and that was true. And I actually had to turn off auto run after I got the sprint boots because it was too fast. It was way too it's fast. Really, I it's I really play.
0: fast. I was just like, I like all right, it fuck though.
2: this. <laughs> I'm I just, i I'm just not going the right way. And if you're anywhere where there's auto battles, you're just getting stuck in a corner and just getting oh, hit over right. and over and over again. And it's just annoying to me. So I turned it off. So, But I, I really like the modernization, the quality of life stuff in this game where now it like auto saves every time you go to a new room or every time you go through a door or whatever. It does that for all the games. Um, I like how there's an exclamation point above you, like whenever you're next to a thing that you can interact with like that. That's really yeah. cool. That works for all the other games. Um, I like how, you know, you, you said you hadn't turned off the battles yet, but I like how you can just click on, you can just click on the right stick and it'll just automatically turn them off without going into the menu. So if you're kind of like in a frenzy, you can just click that. And then, cause I actually did it one time. Uh, Jess and I were playing final fantasy one mm-hmm. and I got all the way to that first dungeon and I wanted to go all the way back to town, but I knew that I was going to make it all the way back to town. So I just clicked a button and I walked all the way back to town without anybody hitting me because I knew I was going to get killed. So I could go back and use the inn and get my, you know, my life back.
0: Oh, you just turned the counters off, went back. And you yeah,
2: go. so you can walk all the way back on the map without getting attacked. And Final Fantasy One is pretty hard, so I actually did turn up the experience and the money on that because I didn't want to grind forever to buy equipment, you know. So, so I just turned it up to two for for a. Uh, For that, but it's but it you know it's it's been fun to try to like fuck around in that game like we uh was we we switched it up a little bit because you can you can throw some new classes in there now instead of just like the instead of just like the warrior and the thief and the and the white mage and the black mage you can have a red mage and a monk in there so we threw the red mage and the monk in there which is cool which is weird because the monk normally in all the other games they don't use weapons you know they just fight and their fists are stronger than everything else but in the first one the monk uses nunchucks so that's the weapon that you use and uh for anybody who's not familiar the red mage uses both white and black mage abilities so you can get both yeah. of those and have those in there and, and yeah it's been it's been fun and, and 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 i switch all the music back to the original music you know because i i'm sure the the remix music is fine but i just want i want to hear the original one like the nes the super nintendo stuff and i really wanted to play i was going to try to play a little bit of all of the final Fantasy since i bought all six of them but there was just too much other shit to play that i just didn't i just didn't get around to it cuz i really wanted to play i was like well i played a little bit of 1 i was like i want to play like the intro of 4 and play some of 3 but i just couldn't get there cuz i just just kept playing 5 and then we played and then we played 1 like over the weekend but 5 man 5 5 is a wonderful game it's a uh, it's great because it's a final fantasy game in the style of the super nintendo that i just haven't played all the way through ever and it's still kind of fresh to me. You know, I just played through 4 not that long ago and I played 6 so many times that I kind of have it memorized. I think the last time I played 6 was on PSP and I was pretty close to the end on that too, like the the PlayStation version on PSP because it was it was discounted for 5 bucks or something like that. And I got pretty far in that. And uh but 5 5 is fun because you can kind of just like it was the it, it's it's basically the you know, it's the outline for what you see in like Bravely Default and all these other games later, you know, and, and it's amazing how similar it is to Bravely Default Two, even, because like Bravely Default Two, your class you start out as a freelancer, you start out as a freelancer in this one too, and you you know you you do your jobs and you learn these abilities, and once you learn the abilities, you can use the abilities with other jobs, so you try to make yourself super powerful, so you can basically like I was saying, the monk I've been using the monk uh, job a lot, uh, with the job with the monk job you can learn the ability. To make to make you know your your hands are, are stronger without weapons when you're a monk, but you can get the ability to make to make your uh, weapons be as strong as you not having them as another class like that sort of thing, which is really cool if that makes sense. So like you could be holding a sword, but it'll have the boost that you would get for not holding a sword if you were the monk class, but in another class like you can do stuff like that. Or there's the blue mage, which is basically like Gao, where you learn spells from other from other bad guys that attack you. And you can learn, you can you get the learn ability, which you can use at any time with any class. So you can always learn the blue, the blue mat, the blue mage spells. And once you learn the spells, anybody can use them whenever they turn into blue mage. Like there's really cool stuff like that. Like same with like if you want to do any black magic stuff, you can just make one character a black mage, and then you'll be able to buy to use all of the black magic spells. You just have to buy them from the from the towns and all that. So I'm kind of just like. Sort of trying to like min max it with different with different classes and different abilities and all that, and it's and it's really fun. I uh I, I got past the there's a part you know the whole thing is about like all the crystals are getting destroyed like it start off it starts off the wind crystals destroyed destroyed so there's no wind like there's no wind in the world anymore so you have a you have a ship you know so ships can't go because they have sails like the wind will blow it or whatever but your character has like this monster that moves the ship around you know then you have a monster that pulls the ship. But the monster ends up dying, quote unquote, and you just kind of drift away with the ship and the ship ends up crashing. And there's this whole level where you're on top of all these broken pirate ships and it's pretty early in the game. And if you remember playing this game on emulators in the nineties, this was the level that would, that would let you know whether your emulator sucked or not because of like (laughs) the, I don't know if it's, it's like the sprite scaling or whatever it is. Like if you have a bad emulator, it'll just be all water when you get there and you won't be able to see anything. It's like some of the super, some of the Super Metroid levels were like that too. Like if you played the emulated ROMs, like the the different whatever the depth was, like it wouldn't work yeah. right. So certain ones that are supposed to have certain depths just didn't work. And I remember that being always the test for that game: is if you can get to that part and you can actually see what's happening, then you have a good emulator for your computer. So it's been a, it reminded me of back of those back in those days when we downloaded you know games. I mean, this was the only way you could play Final Fantasy V then was to play it on. You know, play somebody's translation of it where the main character's name was Butts instead of Barts, because I think there's the whole. I think Retronauts did a whole episode about that, about the well, about five, but the you know Butts and Barts, because I think his name is actually Butts, but they changed it later when they did an actual translation. The main character, but yeah, it's a great game. I, I got past the Fire Crystal, and uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. And I met Sid, some, so I met the Sid of Five, and I just got like the next set of uh, the next set of um of classes. And and the thing that I really like about five versus six, is that I like the games. Xenoblade Chronicles Three was like this too. I like it where you only have so many characters. You know, like with six, you have like what thirty characters, and you have to keep them all leveled up, and you have to like not switch 30, in between but them. It's quite a few. Not thirty, but there's a lot. There's there's a lot of them. There's too many. There's a lot more than four. I like the games where you just have four, and you just change their classes, and you don't have to worry about swapping people out and keeping their uh, ranks up and all that shit. I, I like just having like just a certain amount of people and just changing their classes and that's how you do it. But it, but yeah, it's it's I love having these games on on Switch. It's like all I really wanted to do last weekend was just like you know just like wrap myself in a blanket and just turn off the lights and just turn off the sound and just throw myself into Final Fantasy world. And it's uh it's very nice to have that see those those chunky sprites and the wonderful music and it's great. It's very, very very therapeutic, I think.
0: Bring Chrono Trigger to the Switch. <laughs>
2: you never know square's doing a lot of stuff like they might they might bring it they might bring it around eventually i hope so but i'm real, i'm really happy they're on there they're, they're very very cool and i want to play more of them but uh as as a as a as my nickname my middle name i guess uh i bought i, I got a new phone finally i finally got a new phone i have the iphone 14 now wow uh because i realized cool. that my old phone uh no longer had a insurance anymore because it's too old I guess so if I was to break it or whatever they wouldn't replace it so I uh, what was it Monday I was working and I got off early so I just went to Verizon and got a new phone so I got this uh, and it's nice actually it's smaller than my other phone was and it's lighter too so so I, so I kind of like it because I was afraid that all the ones were going to be bigger but it's it's, pre- it's pretty cool but uh, I, I guess the good thing about getting an iPhone is that you get a bunch of free shit with it so I got I got three free months of uh, Apple Arcade so I've been playing uh, Horizon Chase uh, Turbo Two, <laughs> which is only nice. on Apple Arcade, which is really good. It's a it's a lot of fun to play, among other things. Like I downloaded, uh, I played a little bit of Card Jockey, a uh, Pocket Card Jockey today while I was at work. Uh, I I don't know. I've just been like just just trying to find. I was playing the Samurai Jack Cartoon Network game. You can get that on there for free, you know. Or like uh, what did I get? I got I got Shovel Knight Dig, uh, Grindstone, um, Baldo. I was just trying to Fantasian. There's a Star Trek game that has like that brings all the different shows together, and you can. Did play. you
0: uh, manage to pair your dough with it?
2: Well, that's my that's my other thing is uh, I got one of these things, so my phone. Oh, you got so, a backbone. So my phone's a switch Ooh. now.
0: Is it a backbone? Is that it, officially what it is? Or it's, is it's, it it a, a it's a brand? it's a,
2: it's a backbone. Yeah, I got I got the I got the PlayStation backbone. Oh, um, so um, it's pretty cool. It uh it snaps on your phone, and it makes uh it basically makes your phone into a. Uh, controller thing and let me tell you playing playing Horizon Chase Turbo on here with with controls is awesome like it's great like it plays really really well and one of the main reasons I got it was so I could play uh, my PS4 remotely on so it also kind of makes your Playstation 4 into a handheld so so I have remote play on my PS4.
0: Have you tried that yet?
2: Yeah I did actually. It it doesn't work as well as I hoped like it can kind of go in and out a little bit because of the network which kind of sucks but I did play. I mean, I did play a uh, Yakuza Zero for a good amount of time on there, just to fuck around with. Because the main reason I got it was to do with for the PlayStation Four portable stuff. Oh, you know. But uh, yeah, I just thought I'd. You know, I thought I'd try it. Thought I'd try it out. and see, see how it worked. It's more for the PlayStation stuff than the phone stuff. But the but the Apple Arcade stuff works really good. Like if it's if it's like you know if it has the controller ability, it feels great. Like it feels like you're playing it on Switch.
1: Hitman, Hitman Go is really good, too. I recommend
2: yeah. that. Oh, yeah.
0: Does the Backbone have its own power supply, or does it take the power from the iPhone?
2: Uh, it takes it from the iPhone. But something that's really cool about the Backbone, which you really can't do with the iPhone, is that it lets you charge it and listen to your headphones out of it if you're not using Bluetooth. Oh, cool. Uh, it's hard. I, I had a hard time finding an adapter that did that that wouldn't break in two seconds. So uh, <laughs> it has that. But, yeah, no, it has a charger right on the bottom that'll pass through and charge your phone and the thing. And also, you can pop the phone out and plug it through the charger into your computer or into anything else, and you can use controller just as a controller without a phone in it. So it doubles as a controller as well. So you could plug it into your Switch. It would have to be wired, but you could use it on your Switch, like just as a... I don't know why you would, but I've seen, yeah, that video- sounds dumb. I've seen videos of it. You can just kind of like, you can pop your phone out and just, you know,
1: just play it like this. Just kind of
2: weird. That'd be bit. funny when you're playing a game <laughs> and you
1: get a call and you're like, hello, you're talking into your controller.
2: <laughs> well, I don't get Nobody calls me, so it's uh, so it works out pretty well for me. No one that you want to talk to. But no, it's 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 a neat little thing. Like, it just was, I don't know, it's kind of just like an experiment. just to
0: Were you tired of it. people telling you you didn't have a backbone?
2: <laughs> just something I just wanted to mess with. No, it was mostly for the PS4 portable stuff. Because I wanted to be able to play it more often and play it in multiple rooms in the apartment. So that's what I'm using it for.
0: Just be careful you don't do like I did when I bought the 8-bit dough controller thing for my... I, I dropped it and then I ran over it with my car. What? <laughs> <laughs> so you dropped- I, pay, I mean, I, I paid like 20 bucks for it. it you ran over your 8-bit
2: dough or, or just the connector?
0: So I bought an 8-bit dough controller like that for my iPhone. You know, probably like keep over a year ago at this point. And I thought it was pretty cool. And I think I actually brought it with me on some trip I took, and it was in my car, and it fell out of my car, and I didn't even notice. And then I backed over it, and then I found just it was just laying in the oh no driveway in pieces. And I haven't bought another one since then. But yeah, be careful with it. That's all I'm saying.
2: It's purp It's purple too. I got. I got. It looks white I know it looks white, but it's it's actually it's actually light purple. Wow, which is pretty cool. It's got and it's got two cameras instead of three. I guess they, I figure, the out to, they figured out how to look make like that. toys. I guess they try to. F- they figure out how to have less cameras on it or something. But
0: it's it's you know it's it's pretty
2: cool. I like it. I like the lightness of it. It's I like that it's lighter than my other one.
0: I bet mine's lighter.
2: And you can uh, we'll have to compare if we ever see each other again. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean it's uh,
0: that's pretty cool though. Yeah, you got you probably got new accessory.
2: I was pretty yeah, amazed like how you can just you can just put your two phones right next to each other and it just like pulls the data from one to another. Like you don't really have to. Like, I didn't do the iCloud thing. Right. I, did, Transfer, yeah. I did where you just put them right next to each other, and it just pulled all of my files, like, including my music, off of the phone, like, hundred, all 125 gigs of it in, like, 40 minutes, like, just by putting two That's phones cool. next to each other. Because I, I thought, because, you know, every time I got a phone before, I'd have to, like, you know, I'd have to, like, you know, re, re, like, re-put like all the music on there off the computer and all that. And, but this one, yeah, it just pulled it right off. Like, all the pictures and everything. Like, you, all my notes and... All my whatever yeah pretty crazy
1: yeah they've done a pretty good job at automating everything like like I got my airpods and if you open the airpods case near the iPhone it just recognizes it automatically it says oh do you want to use airpods you have to do one of the settings or anything like that and the same sort of technology
2: I mean my my I mean my my Bluetooth headphones work the same way I just turn them on and they automatically connect to the all I have to do is just hit a button and it connects directly to the phone or to the switch or whatever, go. whatever I'm next to that it's, that it's paired with, you know, it's a similar thing. The only thing that was a uh, kind of shitty, uh very Apple thing is that it came with a charger that can only be charged from a new Apple laptop <laughs> because it's, it's like the Apple charger to the USB-C. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Either that or you have to buy the USB-C because uh, that's what the new charger ones brick. Are yeah yeah
2: well it's basically like you have to That's a very apple thing to be like oh here's this but you can only use it with our products you know like how i said before how their apple tv is dark on everything that's not a apple tv which i got three more months of that which i didn't want that but i have that now i'll wait till severance season two comes out then i'll then i'll use it that happens i mean it'll happen at some point hopefully soon yeah that first season was great that's good for me
0: cool well uh this week i played a lot more breath of the wild i didn't intend to but it's just it's so good it's such a good game i feel like it's uh it's kind of an underrated gem a lot of people don't know about it Uh, breath of the Wild (laughs) on the switch check it out it's pretty cool there's a sequel coming out somewhat soon but uh yeah i've been playing that i actually just passed my 44th shrine on my gerantula profile which is my japanese e-shot profile that's what i've so i'd already gotten off the plateau when i booted the game back up like week week and a half ago before last episode and uh i didn't have that many shrines but yeah i'm up to 44 shrines and i beat two of the divine beasts because i really want Rivali's gale and mipha's grace those are just those are the two best like the other two don't even really matter i don't even remember what the other two
2: are yeah (laughs) protection is ready to roll is that what the other one Yeah, is? I, yeah I really don't, like, yeah, I don't even remember. Creates around.
0: like a protective barrier around you, and then the other one is like a lightning
2: attack, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. I don't think I ever and used I, it. And I never really, I
0: might have used that on bosses.
2: Yeah. Like it, the four four like bosses a, there are or whatever, whatever. In desperation.
0: Yeah, it's fun. I I just kept being like, okay, well, well, first off, I unlocked the full map. I was like, I want to go around and unlock the full map. And I realized, well, the best way to do that is to get Rivoli's Gale. Well, the best thing you do would be just to go ahead and get that first. Well, I was talking about it last week. I was on the first, so, Divide Beast. It's so, like, well, let's just finish that. Then let's go find uh, the second one and just get that done. And I beat that one my first try. Like, it's crazy how much less difficult this game gets once you get up above like eight or nine hearts. Like, then you start finding the uh, the hearty fruit, uh, vegetables and stuff that you can make the, the, the meals out of that completely heal you. So... I actually had a significant amount of trouble beating the water blight Ganon, but the uh the second one just caused me no trouble at all. I can't even remember what kind of blight the second one is. It was just so easy. The water I think it was air.
2: The water blight one is the one that was kinda hard, right? And I think I remember yeah. people uh saying that it was difficult.
0: It's pretty hard. And then the uh I feel like the hardest one was the uh the camel, which I always which I did last before. So I don't know if I'm going to play all the way through. Oh, but also I wanted to, and then once I got that, I was like, well, once I unlocked the map, I was like, you know, because I had Rivali's Gale, which makes it really easy to just get all the rest of the Divine Towers. Then I was like, well, then I guess I'm going to uh, get the Master Sword. So I I, uh, was grinding a little bit to the Master Sword because I had been putting all my my orbs into uh, stamina. Then I remembered you can respec in this game. I had forgotten about it because I didn't discover it until the very, like I'd already beaten the game when I discovered the respec last time around. But do you, do you the two of you remember this? No. So in uh hot village, you get your own house. If you can get your own house eventually. Oh yeah, like, yeah. If you were to walk out the front door of your house and then jump off the ledge to the left of that like rope bridge and kind of glide down into this like little gully there's a statue down there that's like a really like crude looking version of like the other statues you pray to. And that is the respect statue. And what it does is it takes away either a stamina or a heart container. So it takes the full chunk away from you and then you have to buy it back. And each time you buy it back, it gets more expensive. So eventually it's probably going to be a lot more expensive to respect. But initially I was able to just sell like four or five of my stamina's change them to hearts, and then go get the Master Sword. Because I don't know if you guys remember the Master Sword you have to have. Oh, yeah, it takes hearts. It's, to... it's either 11 or 12 hearts, and it won't count like your bonus hearts you get from Meals or Mipha's Grace. It's just whatever your normal level is, and you, you just have to survive whether or not the sword kills you while you're pulling it out of the ground. So, yeah, once I got the Master Sword, I just kind of was like, huh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep... I'll probably keep playing it as I get ready for, uh, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, but it's a great game it looks it still looks wonderful just going out just the the joy of finding the shrines you know i miss that because I, I i never find shrines anymore on my you know my <laughs> file that i have 111 shrines on but this one you know at 42 i'm still finding them all over the place they're just hanging out in the open we can just walk right up to them you know it's great
2: are, are they still fun to, to go through? yeah oh yeah
0: they're they're all really easy like i haven't ran into many that were seriously challenging with this with you know with the exception of the act the ones that actually say like the ones where you had challenge stuff. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um but I did play one that was uh where you had to uh time this ball going down. I don't know exactly how to explain it, but you essentially had to use the magnet or not magnesis, you had to use um the time stopping ability to get this ball to like you had to coax it to the the bottom of this like almost like pachinko kind of thing while it's falling and uh it took me a long time to beat that one, but I did eventually beat it. So, uh, so some of those ones where you have to kind of like tilt the controller, those can be kind of hard too. There's one where I had to make 3 balls into like 3 different little goals, but they're all moving at the same time when you tilt the controller, so it's really frustrating and that one took me a while to beat, but I'd say otherwise they're really fun. I love the uh the shrines like I hope there's something equivalent to that in Tears of the Kingdom because they're really fun you know they're just these fun little one-off challenges that they're just like little mini dungeons some of them are not as fun as others but the ones that you could tell they were really trying to show off the wii u slash switch technology the gyro yeah the gyros in there a lot but it really makes you use all of your uh sheikah slate abilities too so because of that i've gotten a lot more familiar with those and i've been using them. But i feel more confident going into tears of the kingdom that i'm not going to have to relearn the controls at least the basic controls as long as they don't
2: switch it up which I, which I don't think they are
0: no i don't think they will they're gonna add more but hopefully it just builds kind of like banjo because of you banjo to I,
2: I don't know i don't know how much we want to talk about tears of the kingdom if you have anything in there for news or not
0: uh i wasn't going to talk about any of the previous stuff in case neither of you were had watched it but i did read the uh I read Bar- Brian Altano's uh, preview, and I thought it was fairly spoiler-free, but it it they did confirm previews? the previews, not yeah. reviews. I read. So a I think little there's like a there's a demo that some people have gotten they can play, but it's not a full build of the game.
2: Yeah, I, I, I was like, we're kind of getting into in the time right now. we you know got to be kind of careful, and you know we try to cover stuff for the show and all that, obviously. But
0: and we'll probably you know as we did with Breath of the Wild, we'll have a full spoiler cast, but it'll be many months from now. Yeah.
1: But I don't want to like. I think I'm taking the same the same strategy with this as I've taken with a lot of movies recently. Like, for instance, black the Black Mirror got announced today. That black Mirror is coming back, and there's there's apparently a teaser trailer for it. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch the treat teaser trailer because I know I'm going to want to watch that show. I feel the same about this game. Like, I'm kind of done taking in any more information for myself personally. I just want to jump in and play the game. I don't want to, uh, you know, have it have all the surprises spoiled for me, you know? I think it'd be way more cool to, to go in that way.
2: Yeah, I, I felt I felt the same way about uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 DLC, because they kind of, like, didn't tell anybody it was coming out, and then it just came out. So it has no reviews or anything, because I don't think anybody got it. You know, so I'm trying to stay away from stuff for that. But yeah, same for most of the time when I watch a bunch of stuff, it's like when it's something I'm not really that sure about. But yeah, there's there's a ton of, like, preview videos out now for Tears of the Kingdom, and I, kinda, I don't want to watch any of them. I just want to wait and just play the game.
0: You know, yeah, I don't let, really want to watch videos. I, I just might, let though. just
2: let the game, uh, just let the game. Just, I mean, maybe when it's the last week, I might watch some of them just because I'm itching to to play it. Like when it's like I mean, play, when play it's, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'll get. i will I get there eventually.
1: It's gonna be tough for me because I'm not gonna be able to play the game right when it comes out. I'm. I'm I don't think I've talked about it on the show yet, but I'm uh, working on a project, and I, I just I don't want to jump in this huge game while I'm working on on this project. So. Um, that's going to be my reward when the project's over to jump in on tears of the kingdom but that means i'm gonna have to wait almost another month to play the game so we'll see how well i do at uh, avoiding spoilers yeah it's gonna be pretty hard on that like to wait that long
0: especially when you're part of a news podcast and we're gonna wanna <laughs> talk about right. it.
2: right yeah, yeah. I mean we'll definitely be talking about it when it comes out obviously. Right. But maybe you'll be uh on that project
0: by then. Well, one last thing I wanted to talk about before uh moving on. Oh, actually no, there's two things. So uh Cult of the Lamb. I finally bought that. I've oh, been cool. working through my uh um... It's on sale. I think. Yeah, yeah, I've been working through my uh like wish list and it's been on there for a while and it was it was just a it had a lot of really good reviews last year and I think it made it into a lot of people's game of the year or like top games. So I figured it was worth a try, and I'm happy I did. Uh, I don't know if I have the time for it right now, but it's very much a in the vein of Hades in all the right ways. It's very, it's animated differently. It looks very much more like a cutesy, like you would expect it to be, like a farming game, which it is to a certain extent. But uh, it's just got like all these really dark elements. And essentially, you know, for anyone who doesn't know the game, you're you're the last of your kind. That's all you kind of know at the beginning. It's more environmental storytelling than anything. And you get sacrificed, and then uh, when you get sacrificed, you go to the one who waits Was is who this god is called. And, and the god basically says, like, they thought by killing you, they were to keep you away from me, but they actually just sent you right to me. So he's like, well, I'm going to bring you back to life. So you get brought back to life. You, you slaughter everybody that was trying to sacrifice you, and that's sort of the beginning of the game. Um, basically, the deal you make with the god who brings you back it's that you have to start a cult in that god's name and recruit as many more members as you can and so that becomes like the the goal of the game sort of is just to recruit as many members as you can and it becomes like a world building game to an extent you're building like different complexes and stuff and you have all these different uh, followers you recruit through the levels and you can name them and customize them if you want or you can just let it do like a random thing I think there's four different bishops I have to fight. So that's kind of sort of the overall uh, storyline of the game. I think I have to get through all four of them and kill them. But the way to do that is you just have to keep unlocking new areas. And it's got a similar thing to Hades in that it's randomly generated each time you go through, you know, a run. But these runs are a lot shorter and uh, they, they've been a lot easier so far. But I am also playing on like cash or, you know, I'm playing on the normal difficulty level which is like not quite the easiest but it's the second e- easiest it's what it starts you out at
2: on un- 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 lamb difficulty young lamb. yeah i don't know i don't mean i don't
0: <laughs> there's just so much about it like it's so dark and twisted it really leans into the whole like uh into grams and fire and demons and all that sort of like uh heavy metal maybe you would say but it manages to be so cute at the same time like it looks pretty the, the, the little lamb yeah the little lamb is the is who i am you know you're the main character and everyone's worshiping you, but one the cool thing is if you don't like take care of them, they'll start to dissent. And I actually had his name was Keenan. I named him after my cat. Mm. He's a rhinoceros, and he started to dissent. He decided like he didn't believe my stuff anymore because I hadn't been feeding them, and they didn't have a, a anywhere to sleep or anything. They were just sleeping on the ground outside, so they started to like lose faith in me. And he started like grabbing a megaphone and like preaching to everybody about how I was lying to them and all this stuff. So. He gave me the option to either kill him or try to redoctrinate him. And um, I don't know what exactly I did, but somehow I ended up locking him in a big piece of rock and then he just like disappeared. Whoa. But you can actually build like a body pit. You can murder your followers and then bury them. So I haven't had to do that yet, but I (laughs) guess that's something that happens eventually. I know you can. Uh,
2: Yeah, you can like kill your friends or something in the in the game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. One of the things
0: you do is like the way you get like extra life or whatever. Like if you remember Hades, like you could eventually like come back from the dead if you like got whatever that blessing was. So you could come back once or twice or whatever um, after you ran out of energy. You can do that in this too, but it comes at the expense of one of your followers dying. So I haven't done that yet. I only have like seven or eight followers, and I don't want to like kill them all just yet. But uh, it seems like they age really fast, so I think they might just die of natural causes eventually, and then you have to like bury them or uh, burn them or sacrifice. I don't know. There's all kinds of crazy shit going on in this game that I don't I haven't even begun to unlock. But I've played a couple hours of it. and It's been really fun. It's really is it DLC that- is
1: that out now or I'm not up. sure.
0: I think the okay. version I bought ha- had all the uh has all the stuff in it so far. Got it. Okay.
1: And then I think
0: the updates that they are talking about are actually free updates. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. Sure. I don't think it's. I don't mm. think it's paid. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I I'll, I might have more to say about it next week, but for now, you know, it's like a, cu- a really cutesy version of Hades. Kind of less. There's really like not any dialogue other than when you talk to gods or you talk to your followers, but. I really like this whole cult managing thing. Like I've never played a game like that before. I know there are, are others similar to it, but uh you know, you have to preach every day, you have to go oh you have to go around and collect all their poop. They don't clean up after themselves and that turns into fertilizer for your plants. You know, you've got like a farm. Um, you can give them all different jobs to do, or you can have them pray. As they pray to this idol of you, it like accumulates energy that you can sap off later and use to upgrade. There's a whole upgrade tree for not just the church, but also for the, the statue. And then each of the, each per, or yeah, each follower you recruit to the cult, they've got like their own sort of upgrade thing too. So it seems pretty deep. That's why I'm a little worried about if I can really handle it. But I'm having fun with it, you know, in, in the vein of something like Hades. That's fun. And I'm just sort of playing it like that so far. You do get uh, certain things like I added an extra heart to my health, and that stays. Through all subsequent playthroughs, um, if you don't beat the boss in the section, you lose. I think it's like seventy percent of what you're holding. You get to like keep thirty percent of it, but every once in a while, you'll come across like a little blessing as you're going, and then it lets you keep everything. So those are kind of cool too. So it's just got a lot of a uh, you know different variations on the model, but when it comes down to it, it's it's like a survival life sim, cult sim. It's fun. I recommend it.
2: There was a. Uh... It just kind of reminded me of it when I was playing um, Pocket Card Shockey earlier today. You know, there's the part like where you die and then you come back to life, and I and I I laughed out loud at this line. I had forgotten that it was in the game, but when you die, uh, your character says like, you know, you, you know, whatever god you're representing. I, I swear, I I promise that I that I worshipped you while I was alive. <laughs> like that's that's what you say. Like when when the when the fake angel thing comes to you, it's 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 pretty hilarious. Like I laughed out loud at that. I forgot that that was in there, or maybe they added it for the iPhone version. I don't know, but it's still it's still super quirky and funny.
0: I have one last thing. This is a this is a Wario sixty four for one still on Twitter. Wario sixty four still on there. He put he threw this up and said this was on sale for ten bucks, half price. I, I I bought it yesterday. It arrived today. <laughs> it's this the Oregon Trail. Or do we little know little tiny? Uh, it's a, it's a thing the size of the ardu but yeah it's the it's a full color screen it's, it's like the size of a credit card it's the same about. game as that other oregon trail one i have yeah except it's it looks small is
2: it like the size of like a business card or a credit card about i mean like in i mean it's probably a little bit thicker but
0: so this is the other one i have which is the exact same rom i'm pretty sure but it's just huge bulky thing i think that it was mostly just because it looks cool it looks kind of like an old iMac or whatever but uh yeah this is probably about the size of a credit card. Um, and it's the full Oregon Trail game, so
2: you can keep it in your pocket, and you can play if you're like waiting in line forward, or something. <laughs> or I'm on look forward to busting it out at work, work one day,
0: when I'm on break or something, and
2: well, you know, playing Oregon Trail. See how quickly you can get dysentery. That's
0: cool. And that's it for me.
1: Not too much for me. I just went back to a couple of a couple of older games that I I had neglected for a while. I went to Sifu and uh, I just picked that right back up. It took me a minute to get back into the swinging things the controlled, but man that game just feels so good it's like butter it's like uh just a, you're just jumping into an action movie there you go you're an action hero for a couple minutes
2: have you, have you um, played the new stuff the dlc stuff that's on there
1: no i didn't get into that um i really only played it for like maybe 20 or 30 minutes or so and uh when i decided i was into i was trying to get more into a relaxed kind of mood, so that was getting me too hyped up and so i went back and played uh, manifold garden I don't know if you remember this one. I remember that yeah. one. This is remember that one.
2: Yeah, it was it was like really pretty looking, right? It was like a. It's very pretty. Like kinda, it's, it's very like
1: portal style, like kind of like. Those, so
0: why like, everything's based off like perspective, right?
1: So, no, that's super liminal. Oh, um, okay. Manifold Garden is like imagine you're inside an M.C. Escher drawing where everything just kind of goes on infinitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks and like you get you're to change in a, gravity.
2: It kind of looks like you're in a painting or something kind of like it's very. I don't know. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it looks like when I saw of it.
1: Like uh, line drawings and stuff. Uh, and and the trick is that the whole world kind of goes on infinitely in any direction and you get to change gravity. So you you'll use that to your advantage. You can flip the uh, change the gravity so you can fall forward, or you can fall upward or downward, and that'll allow you to get to a new position and solve the various puzzles that are in there. and it's it's it was just the right game that I needed to to play the other day to try and relax. So I might be getting back into that one. I, I, I got I got stuck on one of the puzzles. You know, as it happens with these games, and that uh, was, was it was tough to get back into because this particular puzzle, I think it's probably the largest and most open space so far in the game, and it's just easy to get lost, especially if you have come back to it after you know almost two years at this point. I really had to orient myself. You know, what was I doing with this puzzle? But I think I figured it out. I think I've advanced. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I recommend that game wholeheartedly. It's it's just a fantastic game. And then I went back to Tetris Effect, which everybody knows about. I don't want to talk too much about that. But put you in a mood. Yeah, Tetris Effect. We get you nice and relaxed.
2: I did uh, I did play Tetris ninety nine over the weekend, but I figured it wasn't worth mentioning. I just got the new the new Kirby theme, you know. As I do. Collected another theme. I got to like twentieth cool. place, I think, which was all right, I think. Yeah, Tetris Effect. The uh, you know the people who made that, they got a new game coming out for PS4. Uh, yeah, that he- game looks he- really humanity. cool Humanity. I've actually I've heard them talk about it. They've been talking about it for a while on on Eight Four Play. But um, yeah, no, I'm really interested in it.
1: Looks like Lemmings. If if you were managing like a thousand people instead of Lemmings.
2: And it has a it has like a um a creator thing to it. Like a, where we, where you can create your own levels and. You can download levels and kind of like its own like sort of Mario Maker type thing in there, which is what I thought was pretty interesting. So we'll see if uh, I think it's coming out. I don't know. I think it's coming out like maybe the same week as Breath of the Wild or something like that. It's it's very close to that. So I probably won't probably won't get it. But then, but you know, maybe in the future. It's looking cool. All right. Well, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about whatever we have left on the news. <laughs>
0: just go to patreon.com slash main podcast and hey mario let go whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. he's
0: throwing us back to
2: the show so long gay eh, bowser ah! ah, patreon.com slash nintendo podcast
0: game over
2: Back from the break, let's talk about whatever we got on the news. We, I mean, we are we already talked about the Sunsoft stuff and the Tears of the Kingdom stuff, but I guess we can. I know I see you got a bunch of stuff here about the Mario movie. I guess we could talk about that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's going to be you know it's three weeks running now that, that it's, it's something we have to talk about. Uh, not that we enjoy it, but we have to. So it was the number one movie for the third week in a row. How about that? It just crossed nine hundred million dollars. So this weekend will be the weekend that crosses one billion.
2: It's gonna, it's gonna make a billion. Yeah, no, no doubt. Like I know, you, I think you predicted that way back when, John. Like whether it's gonna be good or not, yeah, it was gonna break a billion, and here we are. Now, I mean, at this rate, I'd be. I mean, I don't think it's possible for it not to.
0: Right? Is a billion like, like just being like realistic, or, or trying not to be facetious? Rather, is a billion good?
2: I th- I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I mean, people are. Still, I know it's a thousand. People million. are still going.
0: That's it's like thing. not, but don't movies cost hundreds of millions to make? Like, yeah,
1: but they don't. Cost, they don't.
2: They don't cost a billion.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what this one cost, including the marketing and all that. I don't know. The
2: the way it breaks down, you know, obviously is you know you have your budget for the movie, and if you don't make that budget, then your movie's a failure or a bomb or whatever. Right. But even if you only just make like maybe hardly twice the budget that you spent, they still consider that a bomb, I guess. But I think that, I don't think the budget was really that high on this one. I mean, well, compared to whatever, to like Marvel movies, I guess. I'm like sure it depended. was pretty damn
1: high. I'm th- I think the marketing budget was huge. Maybe the yeah. production budget was, was you
0: know. I'm sure they paid a modest to their voice actors. The marketing on this thing. I bet Jack Black got tons of money.
2: By By not high, I mean like, not like 300 million or something like that. But let's see. Um, the budget, according to Wikipedia, is a hundred million. So, okay, as of right now, that's just for the production of the film. I'll
0: say that right? doesn't I mean, include like talent marketing. I mean, some, yeah.
2: sometimes they include marketing on here. It depends. You have to you have to look into it. I don't think it doesn't specify, but sometimes it does show
0: craft services that,
2: that as well. Well, craft services is included with the budget with the regular uh, movie budget.
1: You know, they got got feed I, those it,
2: gotta feed those voice actors.
1: Maybe I'm just more aware of it because it was the Mario movie, but it just seems like this movie had the biggest marketing campaign of, of any recent movie that I can remember. I I can't remember another movie where it was being marketed f- five months in advance and had a, a happy meal, what, three or four months before the movie actually came out. Yeah, well, I mean, that was because then, it got delayed. I mean,
0: Nintendo wasn't a unique place to put it in there to get all of their video game people to watch it because they're like, oh, here's a direct. It's a direct about the movie. It's a direct that might have a game yeah. announcement, so you're all going you to watch it. How many
2: movies have in, have two Nintendo directs? None. So this is the right. only movie that has that can have like a Nintendo direct where it's like, okay, here's the fucking. But this movie uh, it
1: also had, it also had the reach of NBC universe, Universal, which if you listen to the uh, Retronauts uh, review of the movie, uh, toward the end, they open up a, a prize package or something. I think it was popcorn or something that that was sent out. Because Bob was a subscriber of Comcast of Xfinity.
2: Oh, I missed that part. Com- I listened Com- to that whole episode too. I guess I it, missed it that was part. at the very
1: end. Because you know, I think uh, Janet Janet got but,
2: one too. Because I think I saw it on on Twitter as she was opening. it. But you know, Comcast. Yeah, got like the these big like
1: NBC Universal and you know whatever question all, blocks that produced the movie and all that. And so just for being a Comcast customer, some people got sent some marketing material for the Mario movie. That's the reach of the, the marketing for this film.
0: Janet I, got I, like I, all the toys and stuff, didn't she? She got. or she uh, got some I, I
2: just I just saw a video on Twitter of her opening the question block that had all the secrets. I think she in. got the Bowser. Possibly, I don't know. I mean, I've been a Comcast customer for over twenty years. They should have sent the me Bowser's something. awesome. This Bowser is very cool. This I Bowser's decided is the that I won. It. Movie.
1: <laughs> it's really cool.
2: So one one thing that I one thing that I think that's really interesting about the the movie news, though, I don't know if you caught this, but. So, the J- the Japanese version still hasn't come out yet, and yeah. Mi- Miyamoto said that it's actually going to be different, like, the script will be different, like, they're actually, there's some rewriting in it. Really? In the Japanese hey, um, version. Yeah. The
1: Japanese version is going to be released in U.S. theaters. For in a some. In
2: some, yeah. Yep. But, uh, well, I mean, I heard this, this oh is actually another Retronauts episode where they talked about all the representations of Mario before the movie, and they said that, you know, oh, this whole thing about Mario being from New York and all that—that's that's an American story. That's not really. If you ask, like, if you ask Miyamoto, where Mario is from, he'd say he's from he's from the Mushroom Kingdom. Like, he grew up there. That's where he was born. Yeah. All that, all that, like him being in New York or whatever, was more of an American thing. I don't know if they'll change it that much, but I did. I did read that it'll be a different script.
0: They're going to get sucked into Because TV. they
2: said, well, I, mean, I know they're using different um, they're using different actors, you know, they're using actual actors, right, of course. not celebrities in Japan, using people who can act and not just say their voice over the TV and be like, hey, I'm Donkey Kong, what's up? I'm Seth Rogen, but call me Donkey Kong. Uh, but but I'll, I'll be interested to see the Japanese version. I mean, if I watched it again, I would want to watch the one with the Japanese dialogue and see how, I'm sure there's probably not that much change, but Maybe they'll try to put a joke in there that maybe Japanese people might laugh at. I, th- I thought it was weird that they waited so long; like they waited like a whole month because I, I think it's coming out like this week or this weekend in Japan. So yeah. the people who are in Japan have, been, have had to wait for it.
1: Is for there a, a holiday long. in Japan? No, no, yeah, no. They no,
2: are have... just well, I mean, I, I I thought Golden Week was in May. Uh, yeah, maybe I not. I don't. I don't think so. Not right now. I thought they were just. I mean, I'm saying this is like a, a direct interview with Miyamoto that I read that was saying that he was delayed because they had rewritten some of the script because the jokes hmm. whatever jokes are in there which i really don't think there are any um whatever they are might not be a uh, work for
1: japanese audiences so they the need to like localize it or for whatever any other audience yeah <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stop them from releasing the movie worldwide
2: hey maybe they, maybe he has more respect for i mean yeah i Arnie.
0: am interested in this
2: he's always kind of uh, had respect for more respect for japanese what are they going to call it audience. miyamoto's cut are they going to call it the i don't know what are they going to call it the the, Je- Super the Mario Japanese version.
0: <laughs>
2: the yeah, the real version. The real Mario 2, but Mario because
0: it'll always be our version that was real. It came out first, so boo-ya. what
2: What they're gonna call it is Doki Doki Panic the movie. There you go. That's what they're gonna call <laughs> it. <laughs> just call it that, and then we can all just be like, well, you know, that's the real one.
1: Did you see recently? It was today or yesterday. Miyamoto commented finally on the on the mixed to negative reviews that this movie's been getting I mean,
0: did he really comment like i was sort of like trying to for he'd, an actual comment
1: that I, I forget exactly what he said maybe i can pull it up but the gist of it at least the headline of it was that uh he thinks the the mixed reviews contributed to the success of the movie because it created buzz
2: i uh, probably did okay.
0: it's true
1: Yeah. hey uh
2: i mean I, I mean do you remember the suicide squad movie the first one that movie got awful reviews but they killed in the box office they fucking killed Same with both of the Venom movies. Terrible reviews. Still did great. But I'm because nobody cared. (laughs) They just they just wanted to see their favorite characters on the screen. It's actually very similar to this. Because nobody cares. They just want to see Mario on a big screen. Same with like people want to see like wanting to see fucking Harley Quinn and and Venom on the big screen. They don't give a shit like if it's good or not. They just want to go see them. You know? So that's I mean that's that's the world we live in, man.
0: So I've talked to more people that I work with and more friends. That That's have how seen they the made all
2: those crappy Star Trek movies and Star Wars ones. People I've, don't I've, care. I've,
0: I've talked to more people that have seen the movie adults, <laughs> not just because they're seeing it with their kids. Most of them say they like it. Honestly, like they're not coming from the critical place that... See, here's the thing. We were coming at it like as an actual movie, not just as Nintendo fanboys. I mean, especially you two are... You know, not to toot your horns too much, but you're both actually in the industry. As far as film and stuff goes, so you know when something's a stinker, you could probably pick it up pretty quick. But I don't know, I anybody with the brain knows it was just an advertisement. Yeah. To get more people to like Mario and it or it's working. I mean it's making the money as well, but yeah, I think ultimately they're probably not going to make any more movies with Illumination. I, I mean do, I mean be they'll be make s the, they'll
2: make a sequel to this. For I'll sure. say
0: they are gonna do the Donkey Kong movie, right? Or maybe I don't know.
1: They're gonna do the Donkey Kong movie for sure because they're doing the the section of the theme park that's Donkey Kong, and this movie made a billion dollars, so that's a that's a go. That's a good thing.
2: I mean, they're so, they're they're gonna make a Mario Brothers two movie, hundred percent. Like, why not? This movie's killing yeah. it. They're gonna do it again yeah. with the same cast. As far as the Donkey Kong movie, maybe, but Mario two,
1: yes, well, they're doing. I, that. I think one. Well, I, I think yeah, the, the Mario Bros. two, and I think Donkey Kong is a for sure thing because of that theme park they wouldn't invest in making a whole section of the theme park without a movie but i think that
2: as it's kind they of could nice try, week, they could try they could try putting out a game they could <laughs> try putting out a mario a donkey kong country game we haven't really had one in
1: reversing like, again
2: years Nintendo,
0: like was part of making the video game industry more successful and now they're like no helps. <laughs> and that's exactly My how they sound There's
2: just too many... They they sound like goats with, like, carrots up their asses. (laughs) 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 Balms! (laughs)
1: Balms. (laughs) My My hope is that there's just too many Nintendo properties for Illumination to handle them, and that somebody else, if they want to build the Nintendo Cinematic Universe, whatever, Nintendo has to make their own movies go to marvel route and invest in making their own studios they've already well, they do. Own they, own they, they, it, was at the, studio the, it now. was at
2: the beginning of the movie I,
1: I hope that's part of the plan
2: i mean i don't know I, I don't think we ever mentioned this on our uh movie episode but i think i just forgot to mention it but when we were you know when we, jess and i were waiting for the movie to come on we saw three commercials for switch games before oh, yeah. the, before so the tr- before the movie yeah, trailers ever happened own. so they were already kind of prepping us for what we're going to see here it's just basically like and then we met, and they mentioned that in the in the Retronauts one too, where a lot of the Mario stuff that you see are characters from the new Mario Super Mario Brothers games. You see like newer characters that are more aimed for the kid, the younger kids who don't know like whatever, yeah. who don't know like and fucking Hammer Brothers or it whatever, was the you know.
1: Suit in the movie, yeah.
2: Yep. Or, or like those little those Flippy guys, you know, that were in the new Super Mario Brothers games. Like, like they, mm-hmm. you know, that's the first thing you see. You don't see a Goomba, you see that fucking Flippy dude. And because it's you catered to more, you know, children who might recognize these.
1: I was better. I or was genuinely surprised that there were like, there was a significant lack lack of Goombas in that movie. I mean, Goombas that's the that's the classic. Did he even jump on
2: anything? Like, did he even actually squish anything?
1: Like, did, at did all in the whole squish movie? Squish a single Goomba
2: or anything? Like, I mean, I don't. I, I think like Luigi maybe accidentally stepped on a on a dry bones, and then just so it could come back to life, but. The whole main purpose of Mario game, for you to jump on things, was completely absent from the movie. I don't know, but whatever. I guess I guess, uh, RetroNaut's got a lot of shit for that episode, but I mean, I loved it because uh, I was just tired of hearing great. people like just stick their nose up their asshole constantly about the movie. I wanted somebody to actually be real about it, so I, I loved it. I feel that. like,
0: I like we were on the right side of history with how we feel about it.
2: And we and ours no. came out before theirs did, even on the Patreon yep. feed. So <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, I, I haven't had any heard any responses on our views of it.
0: Well, we lost basically every patron.
2: <laughs> no, no, we we yeah. still have, <laughs> we still have <laughs> our patrons. Uh, no, uh, no, but I actually haven't really talked to anybody about the Mario movie. Maybe they maybe they listen to our podcast and just don't want to mention it to me because they know that we hated it. But uh, but I was surprised because like Jess's brother. He was going to take uh, his kid uh, to see it, and we never heard from him. So maybe he heard the episode that Jess was on, and just uh-huh. didn't want to mention the Mario movie. Because I was like, "Did Tim ever contact you about Mario?" And it's, no, it's- <laughs> no, we never heard. We never heard from them about the Mario movie. Did so- you
0: ever? Did you ever hear back
2: from him? Before? Yeah, because well, he said he was going to go, and then we saw it, and then we did the podcast. I don't know if they heard it or not.
0: I know what you saw last night. You should, like, text him.
2: Like, we talked to <laughs> we talked to Conan about it briefly, but he hadn't seen the movie. We were just saying that, you know, oh. that, we did, that we didn't So you like ruined it, it for so. Conan. Well, we just said that we didn't care for it, you know. I know. But, but we didn't spoil it, I guess. It let the movie spoil its own self on its own, you know.
1: Can I talk about the, the old Super Mario movie for a minute? Yeah, go for um, it. Yeah, uh, the directors of that movie, Rocky Borden and Annabelle Jenkel, they say they received vindication because they had a sold-out screening at Tarantino's uh, movie theater in in Los Angeles. And so the fan reception, I guess, if they hadn't seen them really, I guess over the years, there's some corners of the internet that say, say they love that movie, but to actually go to a screening of the movie and get that fan reception, they said it washed away 30 years of bad feelings because people enjoy that movie and i'm one of the people i enjoy them
2: well i mean now now people are saying that it's better than the than the other one and
1: it is i'm sad to say but it's <laughs> a better movie it's not great but i enjoy it for its kitsch value
2: i think they're equally bad but if somebody told me i had to watch one of them i would watch the bob hops bob hoskins one than other than yeah. the other one you know I'd re- I haven't seen that one in a while. It's At least interesting. I mean, Bertha's cool, you know. Uh, the uh, Dennis Hopper's in there, you know, whatever. Uh, I could watch that. That's a little bit more has some more weirdness to it, you know. I think they're both way too long. Well, I mean, let's well, do edited the
0: two movies together where we do like a scene from one, and then you do the scene. You know what I, I mean? I think somebody's.
2: Like, already, I think that people have already done that just to show that they have the same plot. Both of them do. Well, I guess
0: I would just watch the, the two really movies have a concurrently. Plot, it's, i like the visuals of one better but the story's better than the other one and damn that's not saying much
2: you need like a superhero room where you put two tvs next to each other and you just play them at the same time you remember the mm-hmm. old superhero rooms where they had like 10 tvs that they yeah. watched at once and that shows your super villainy
0: or like the paul red uh um, nobody does paul that Redd.
2: anymore but uh no oh,
0: commercial yeah, <laughs> just playing yeah. In front of like 20 screen oh, screens oh yeah i like
2: that too well that was like a that was like the watchman like uh Ozymandias, like you see, he's like watching like 20 TVs at once and that like shows his villainy or whatever. You need to do that and just have him some, some be uh, Super Mario Brothers movie live action and some be the animated one, whatever.
0: There is that really cool Mario commercial where they like got lots of people across the whole world to make Mario space. It was cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, if that, if that actually happened. But in good news, uh, there's a Jurassic Park collection coming out. I'm actually excited about this because.
0: I thought that went extinct.
2: Completely unironically, I loved that Super Nintendo game. So uh, I would totally buy this to play that Super Nintendo game again.
0: I have to bring up the fridge full of those games. I know, I I saw that later.
2: But no, I I actually, I own the game, and I played the shit out of it when I was in high school. I loved it because it's a fucking Doom game. Like, a a large amount of it is a first-person shooter with dinosaurs, and they looked great on the Super Nintendo. Like, the big giant sprites and all that. I, I love cool. that game. I played the shit out of it. The, the all, only one I played was the first one on Super Nintendo. I didn't play uh, the Genesis one, but I, I guess the Genesis one isn't going to be on there, too. but the but they'll have the game Boy, game Boy ones, and there was a sequel? I didn't know there was a sequel. It's weird the
1: Genesis one's not going to be on there. I mean, I guess it was maybe not made by the same company. That
2: must be it. It's probably similar to like... This wasn't like the Lion King, or, or, or the, the Aladdin one was missing one of them. I don't know. But this is a different thing. But I, I'll, I'll buy it just to play that Super Nintendo one again. If I can do like safe states and shit, because it was a pretty hard game. But I, I love that. I love the, like, first-person shooter stuff in there. I think it ran better than Wolfenstein or uh, Doom did on uh, Super Nintendo. I don't know. I haven't played it in years, but when I was a kid, I thought I thought it was pretty...
0: If was they pretty included tight. a fridge within the game, and then you could click on it and it was full of the SNES game, I would buy it. I thought it was a bathtub. No, it was a refrigerator full of... Maybe somebody did a picture with the bathtubs of, like, something else, but the the it was specifically like i don't know if it was a real craig craigslist ad or it was faked but somebody filled the refrigerator with boxed copies of uh i don't know if they're boxed or not but it was nes jurassic park and it was an entire fridge full of them and oh. they were trying to sell it for a few thousand dollars
2: No, oh, i i saw a fridge of jurassic park games or not a fridge at a tub but maybe there's maybe there's both
0: it's legendary and i think it you know maybe it made the market you know maybe there's less of them out there because of that fridge
2: I want them to just just keep the game that way it was. Don't don't add new memes into it. Don't uh, don't make it any less wonderful than it was originally. They're adding
0: just, uh, Chris Pratt.
2: Just, just let voice it to every game. Yeah, let, let Chris Pratt uh, voice the velociraptors and Diloph- the Dilophosaurus <laughs> or whatever they're called in there. <laughs> they just show up and they're like, "Mushroom Kingdom, dumb we come." <laughs> Ugh.
1: This is really cool. Did you guys see this? That someone has made a, a new NES game. With built-in Wi-Fi to bring multiplayer to the game through the cartridge.
2: I was hoping it was
1: just—I
2: fig- was hoping it was just like an Internet Explorer that you could just put in your NES and <laughs> think, you, yeah. could just, you could just—you could just like check, you can just check your email with your NES controller or whatever. Finally. <laughs> you can go to Twitter and you can tweet. Like I'm tweeting from my NES. Look at this.
0: That is pretty cool to to get on. With. Yeah, you can put anything you want into an NES cartridge. It would seem. Cause like Zayo released an album on NES and I tried to get it. This was like three or four years ago. Zayo did? Yeah. Zayo released an album a few years ago and they only made like a hundred of them, but the whole thing's on an NES and essentially an NES cartridge. So essentially it's just, you know, whatever in MP3 format and it just has an interface to get it to, to interact with the NES. And I think there's like an image and stuff as well, but so it'll project an image on the screen, but it's just nice hijacking that video port. Really? So you could do the same thing with a Wi-Fi card. Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't been done before.
2: I mean, yeah, I've I've seen like I remember I saw this like years ago. I remember them selling like uh, a basically like a Super Game Boy for your Super Nintendo that played Game Boy Advance like through your Super Nintendo. Like that was a cartridge that just was like the the game the GameCube Game Boy player, but it just like played through your Super Nintendo. I've seen stuff like that. So I mean, it's like you know, the sky's the limit. You can do you can do whatever you want with it. You know, a lot of, I posted an article
0: about that card fridge on okay, the Slack. If you want to look at it.
2: <laughs> I thought it was a tub, but I'm sure there was a fridge too.
0: It's one of my favorite things on the internet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, as there's
0: favorite. a lot of stuff out there. There it is. Yeah, it used no, to be I've one of the that. favorites. I've
2: seen that picture. Yeah. Hey, I like that game. <laughs> I mean, there's a. I I don't know if we any either of us posted to the news of Slack, but there's one guy who's like collected over a thousand copies of Dragon Quest One. Yeah. Or Dragon Warrior One. That's like kind of similar because so many of them were sent out for free through uh, Nintendo Power and me I'm just automatically being like why are you robbing this wonderful game from the people like just 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 start just throwing it out of your you know like fly around in an air balloon and just start tossing it out to people like mm-hmm. like like whatever uh, christmas carol style be like hey kid here have a have a dragon warrior 1 make your life better here you go this is how I'm gonna, like I'm, just, at the, at I'm gonna be a better person at restaurants <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks for the food here's dragon warrior one please play <laughs> it defeat the dragon lord it's gonna help you out say no to the dragon lord do not say yes because the game ends and it and then it becomes uh, uh dragon quest builders one
0: write but your don't, info don't on the other side use it as a business card
2: yeah <laughs> i just thought that was funny. it's like to, to, don't take them away from everyone it's this this is the something that we all love
0: there's a while there where people were using uh The chips and you know the old nes cartridges um, and the eprom that's what they're called you can reprogram those and uh with the actually with the thing we have trey i think i've never tried to actually do it but oh the
2: nes maker that it's uh still sitting down here that i haven't used
0: usb interface thing we have but um that people are literally pirating old cartridges to do that so you're taking those off the market to make something new at first it seems cool because there's an abundance but over time 10 15 years later it's like holy shit it might be kind of a rare game now because they're get turned into like uh this other thing or whatever reason they just they don't exist anymore because people thought there were so many and they started destroying them for sure like when et got buried
2: yeah you know wasn't that like not fully true i don't know i heard i heard different maybe they didn't bury as much
0: they buried that shit up and they were sold it on ebay there was they a... dug it up
2: <laughs> there's a THQ Nordic uh, showcase coming up. I'm only mentioning this because uh, people are. I've already seen people. I've already seen the discourse online of people being upset that there's no footage of AEW Fight Forever in there, because the last last year's uh, Nordic showcase had the new trailer of AEW, and this one said that they're going to show announced games, and there's been nothing yet, so people think already that's not going to be on there.
1: Maybe you that mean means canceled? that it's going to be out before the, the yeah August Yeah, I saw showcase, that. It's about s- to August.
2: I saw people saying that too. It's like, maybe that means we'll get it before. And I'm like, don't give me hope. Just put my put my Jeremy Renner gif on there and just say, uh, you know, don't give me hope like that. <laughs> but uh, hopefully it shows up at some point. I saw somebody saying that they might have news eventually someday. Sad news for me, uh, actually maybe part of why I've been playing Horizon Chase Turbo 2, because it might be the only way I could play it. Is the uh, the company who made Horizon Chase Turbo? They got bought by Epic, and now they're oh no, now they work for Fortnite. That's what I saw. Does that mean mm, that yep. that made now me? Now they're owned by Bandcamp. That that made me sad because I was like, yeah, they acquired a a, a, a queer a, you pronounce that? To work on Fortnite. So that means that my that one of my favorite racing franchises has been uh, <laughs> has been uh, has put the uh, the Fortnite axe right in their back, and you just. Just took some of that out so that you can build a wall out of it. If you uh, if you still play it that way, even though you don't have to anymore,
0: no, building a wall is just not as cool anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> no, that that made me sad. But, but right when I saw it, and I was like, well, you know what? I may never be able to play Horizon Chase Turbo Two on Switch. So I might, so I should just get another phone, get some <laughs> Apple Arcade, get a Backbone, and play it that way because that's just really easy to do. That's the way to do it. <laughs> is
1: there is there anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, wish we, we should mention uh, it's been five years since Labo came out already. Oh, that's like, right. So that's, a
0: fir- that's the first round of Labo with, like, the piano and
1: the... Uh, the very first one, yeah.
0: The fishing yeah. pole and... Man, how the time else.
2: has passed. That was 2018? Yeah. Wow. yeah, I guess. 2018. Yeah. Five years.
0: It was, yep.
2: And it's still down here collecting dust. My, my Labo piano is right over here. Jeremy's has been eaten by cats, right?
0: Mine has been destroyed, yeah. <laughs> I built it with... Someone I no longer am dating. Well, now I'm engaged. That's how long ago it was. I built it like as a date with someone else. But it was a cool couple's activity. I'd recommend if you could find one cheap. That's, you know, of course, don't buy a used one. It's a cardboard system. I got it's my whole
1: set up. except for the only thing that I made was the headset. And that was it. Well, well, that's the VR one. The
0: pi- the piano is really cool, like as far as how it works and stuff. I It's the coolest of everything.
2: It is really neat. Band. I still like the remote control thing. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, that's cool. Where you too. can put
2: your, where you can put your Joy-Con on there, and it has a little camera, and you can kind of like move you it or m- move it around your apartment. Yeah. yeah, it has like the you can give it the Predator vision and all that, where you can see like the the heat vision. Like that was pretty cool. But but the VR the VR was later. I was gonna say uh, Jeremy and I got got a bunch of whiskey and drank whiskey and put that together, and that was pretty fun building I the agree. VR headset for that. So I made one of my best tweets ever, which was just that one of just showing the <laughs> just showing the cardboard thing going in and out of the hole there uh-huh. that was my was one of my favorite tweets but yeah, it was a it was a fun thing to put together yeah five years Cheers to labo
1: can't wait till the next set
2: yeah which is not gonna happen ever but if if you're if you're uh, you know if you're excited for tears of the kingdom and you have labo vr all two of you maybe one of you who listen to this has it uh make sure and play breath of the wild in 3d on your head Make sure it you sucks. make you play some uh some virtual reality. I'm still gonna play it before Tears of the Kingdom came to that. I actually kinda liked it. It was very immersive. I put put on you know, put on your Bluetooth headphones. Uh actually it probably wouldn't work that well because if, Imagine if you're you not playing if you're, if you're not playing it like this.
0: came up out of the ocean of <laughs> salt water, so you got like they're burning for that reason too. And now you're looking around and seeing the world that way. Just That's a, how I felt about playing Breath of the Wild with the, the VR headset.
2: You, you got to turn off the motion. Where if you move, I, if you move your head, it moves. Like just turn that off and just. I did all pretend that, that, that. You're just you playing a TV It, back then, it <laughs> just like
0: to me, it was just like nauseatingly blurry. It
2: like, reminded me of Virtual Boy. It's less
0: red, red blurry.
2: Sub less red and more colors.
1: I, but the, the, does it work with the OLED? You can't put the OLED in your... In your it your, does.
2: Uh, it does, actually. When I, when I first... when I bought, That'll be
1: interesting to see.
2: When I bought the OLED, I made I'm sure to test it with the VR to make sure that it still worked. And it still does.
1: Did yeah, it
0: look noticeably better.
2: It's brighter. I don't know if it necessarily <laughs> looks better, but it's brighter. No, sure. I'm not
0: saying that I didn't like the VR in general. Like I really liked
2: the... Yeah. Uh, the gun game was cool.
0: The game was really cool. And the and, hippo uh,
2: game, the, the the two-player hippo game was fun.
0: Yeah, and I really liked the uh where you're just running around as a robot doing shit. Like, that was fun. And it kind of sort of lets you build a world if you want, where you can, like, it's sort of got Game Builder Garage in it, but I didn't
2: it. It, it, was, it was Game Builder Garage before Game Builder Garage. Yeah. Because you could download stuff, it was just really hard to do it. Like, you had to, like, yeah. go through the news section and, like, download it through there. It was, like, this whole, like stupid way to do it but there were some ones where you can just like walk around and there were like virtual kitchens where you could like you know get a faucet going or whatever and that was kind of cool and actually one of my favorite things was the videos like you could just watch these 3d videos and there's one that was like it's just like you know somebody obviously somebody's like eating sushi and it's just supposed to be like you feel like you're eating sushi but you're not or it's like a band; you can like watch a band playing, or you can see like somebody in a Mario suit do a dance or whatever. It's really weird, but um, I don't know.
0: You can use it to watch like uh, 3D videos on YouTube and stuff. It just takes some like tweaking.
2: Oh yeah, I was gonna say, John, if you st- if you have your headset, you should at least like put in the VR one and just watch those videos in there. Just watch those. Yeah, those. I've seen those videos with the little the like swimming with like, the, with the swimming gloves. fish and the and and the like sushi and. Or it's like you're playing a xylophone. Yeah. It's like all this weird shit. Those videos are pretty amazing. I definitely, no, I definitely sure. watched those with the, with the OLED, and I was like, wow, Nintendo at its best. I might try. They they hit the apex before the Mario movie. This was like peak Nintendo. It's all just downhill from here. I don't know. I Tears do wonder, Kingdoms, you know, because be
0: eventually, you know, ten years from now or whatever, people are going to be trying to collect all the Switch carts, and those Labo carts are going to probably be hard to find.
2: Mm-mm. That's true. And I do have a, well, I mean, there, they have to be there. There was no virtual there. I mean, there was no digital version. It had to be physical, obviously, because mm-hmm. you had to build it. So there it is. But I think, I think we're good, right? I think we've, uh, yeah. Riffed enough on whatever. <laughs> whatever we had a nice film.
0: solid, shorter episode, but we
2: covered hey, stuff. That's fine with me. Uh, I want to, I want to play some more Xenoblade. So less editing for me means more fun time for me, but, Thanks, everybody, for listening to episode 368. Uh, If you want to hear bonus episodes and support the show, go to patreon.com slash Podcast And also, check out twitch.tv slash Podcast. I didn't stream this week because I had to get up early. And Xenoblade didn't drop yet on Monday. But most Mondays, I'll be on there around 11, 11.30, streaming some shit. Watch me on there. Or youtube.com slash Podcast. You can find stuff there as well. Or on Twitter, you can find Jeremy and I at jmaxstack and at... Nintendo underscore domain. Find it there. And we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
0: Trey Mikowski.
2: John Litter. And thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.
0: See ya. did that it like brought up a like thing that said it thought like i was playing music in the background when i said when i sang ya. well you were i got a good voice
2: you were playing you were playing music out of your mouth that's what you're doing